listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you for the last time in the year 2023, where I am excited to do an old-fashioned Revelations Radio News podcast with my friend Andrew. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting to you from Piedmont, Oklahoma, for the last time, where I'm learning about the importance of where you put the pauses, I'm Andrew Hoffman. In 2023. <laughs> 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 oh, what is it? Uh, this is like a famous saying, uh, let's eat grandma. Yeah, <laughs> let's a, let's eat comma the, the grandma key. or let's eat grandma. It's right. Uh, the comma is important. Punctuation yeah. is important. Yeah. Don't tell that to Gen Z or all these people that just text, where you just have like a string of letters that yeah. you're supposed to interpret. Yeah, it, more and more creeping into our lives. Like uh, I don't want to go in 1984 here. We got a whole show to do. We got some personal stories. We got predictions. We got all this stuff. But like, I did hear a BRB. In real life, like said to me out loud. Oh, okay. BRB. Yeah. 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 That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, this is not the zenith of uh, (laughs) civilization. No, not the zenith of the English language. No. No. Okay. Fair enough. It's, it's, uh, it didn't make the cut for one of my stories of the year, but, uh, the old, uh, Men thinking about the fall of the Roman Empire. Oh, that's a, lot, a good one. You know? That's a good one. I tried to explain that to somebody, and they were like, "They couldn't. They didn't understand that at all." They're like, "I never think about it." I was like, "Okay, sorry, sorry." Yeah, didn't mean to mistake you for somebody that was thinking. <laughs> Do you understand? Like our country is, we're kind of an empire, <laughs> military bases all over the world, and kind of falling apart. Can you? Can you? Can you see the trans trans situation? Somewhat obvious, you know, the inflation, the monetary system, 
<laughs> cultural institutions, uh, the family. It's just kind of all falling apart. You not noticing that? Mm-mm. Or, Mm-mm. Okay. I think this person was not noticing those things. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I've, you know, I I hope you had a Merry Christmas there, Tim. We had a, a good Christmas. My parents, after kind of going back and forth on whether they would come visit, ended up coming to visit, braving the drive from Wyoming. Uh, did not the drive did not go especially well. I think it ended up being about three hours longer than it should have. Um, and But they made it. And I hope that they are just about to make it home. I'm, I usually have my phone off for the show, but I am waiting to get a text message from my mom that they made it home safe and sound. So uh, hopefully we get that get that news soon. They ran into some freezing rain in Nebraska, so okay the, on the journey home. So the, one of the the road they were going to take was closed, and so we're having some drama on the trip home. The last time I heard, so okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's awesome. I don't remember how much of the show I cut off. We did some rambling after my prayer last week, and. You said that you thought we were done anyway. So anyway, I cut it off right after I prayed. So I don't remember how much the listeners heard of that and whether or not they heard your parents were coming, but very cool that they came and you got a chance to hang out with them for Christmas. I'm sure they enjoyed that and that your kids did. Yeah, we went and uh, we went to the Pioneer Woman Mercantile. Okay. And we went to the uh, Chickasha Festival of Lights. Oh, yeah. Also featuring the giant leg lamp. Uh, I didn't see the leg lamp, but I have been to the Chickasha Festival of Lights. That is, yep. uh, has a lot of lights. Yeah, and if uh, if you're unfamiliar with the leg lamp, it comes from the movie Christmas Story, and the the full story is this uh, possibly kind of weird professor uh, at uh, weird a local college there. He made a uh, waste paper basket out of the uh, midriff of a female mannequin, and he made a lamp out of the leg. So he made the original leg lamp, and one of the uh, people who ended up being on the crew of Christmas Story was fascinated with this leg lamp thing and apparently came and looked at it multiple times, and then that was the apparent inspiration for the leg lamp of in it's a wonderful life. So now there is a giant 50 foot tall, uh, leg lamp in Chickasha to commemorate it. So. Okay. Well, I have no idea. There's yeah. wait. So there's a leg lamp. There's not, it's there's a leg lamp. And it's a wonderful life. I think you have the wrong movie there. <laughs> Tim. The leg lamp is in Christmas Story. I know. You said It's a Wonderful Life, though. Did I really? Yeah. Well, we were talking about that before. No, yeah. Christmas Story. I said <laughs> I, Christmas Story, didn't you, I? You didn't. You said It's a Wonderful Life, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. Andrew has uh, some inter- inside knowledge I don't know about. Where, no, no. Holy in, mackerel. In Christmas Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, okay. of the few, one of the few Christmas movies I've seen. So I was going to say, what... What the listeners don't know is that we spoke just briefly before the show about how little 
uh, movies Andrew has actually watched or enjoys watching. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and I don't judge him. And I was talking about him and a friend of mine that uh, I'm, I'm somewhat admirable of like how much of American culture you've missed out on. It's kind of yep. uh, all inspiring in some ways. So, <laughs> but I have inhaled or in- ingested it. And so therefore I do cringe at the reference of the, it's a wonderful life leg lamp. So, you know, I am who I am. So, uh, anyway, uh, this last week, uh, Christmas. Yeah. So we had Christmas too. It was much more low key around here. We didn't have any family in from out of town. So yeah, just did our, our usual thing. Uh, had the presence with the kids, but, uh, the couple days before we were contacted by some friends, uh, here that said, Hey, we have tickets to, the Laker game, or excuse me, the Thunder game against the Lakers. Do you want to come with us? I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Without really knowing too much about it, we, you know, converged or uh, worked together on getting a uh, babysitter and then show up. But when we showed up, man, we like went to this special parking garage and came in this special entrance and then they served us dinner beforehand. And then you go out to the game and boom, there I am second row floor seats. I was like, this is amazing. So the people we were with, uh, definitely of a higher tax bracket than us and had, thought, had seen fit to invite my lovely wife and I. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a really cool. It was like six or eight feet away from LeBron James. And I know you're no LeBron lover and neither am I necessarily, but to be that close to him, it's like, wow, this is, this is kind of wild. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a, I'm not really an NBA fan of any team, but I still hate the Lakers. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, I leaned over, uh, and asked the person next to me who was wearing a Laker Jersey, if they like the Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> I was like, are you a, you're a big Laker fan? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you like the Lakers or so you like the, you like the Yankees too? You're a Cowboys fan. He kind of, <laughs> he kind of glared at me and I was like, Alabama, you big Alabama fan. <laughs> He didn't really want to talk to me. He did talk to me towards the end a little bit, but I was just uh, having a little fun at his expense. But anyway, uh, totally, totally awesome. And believe it or not, my wife and I, we ended up on the kiss cam. I have to kiss your wife. And (laughs) people from within the stadium started texting me like they were, hey, I saw you on the camera. I'm like, man, that is awesome. And then I texted a friend. And there's a reason for me telling this whole story. So I texted a friend. Uh, who I talked about, it's not even, it's a, he's a friend, but uh, I talked about my son having a bunch of dental issues and having to have dental surgery. We were at a party for a little kid's birthday party and ran into a gentleman who was a dentist and my son was complaining of tooth pain. He's like, I don't usually do this, but can I look at it? And so he was like, hey, <clears throat> I know what's wrong. These are the things we need to do. And he helped us out, and then we found out there was actually way more that needed to be done. And that was kind of my low point at the beginning of this month, is he had to have this like surgery. It was really kind of a pain in the butt for, for him. And I hate seeing my son in pain, especially for something that I should have been able to avoid by brushing his teeth myself or whatever I needed to do. Anyway, I he had mentioned to me, this very successful, awesome dentist, that he has courtside seats to the Thunder. So I'm like, I'm never going to be here again. <laughs> I might as well text him and be like, Hey, are you here? Cause here I am. I'm on, you know, on the second row on the floor. Are you, are you here? He said, no, 
I'm not there. I'm in Southern California for my wife's family and stuff. He goes, but do you want tickets to the Tuesday game? This was on Saturday. I'm like, I'm not going to say no, but that would be cool. Right? (laughs) Like, sure, whatever. And he's like, don't worry. I I took a picture from where we were. And he was like, don't worry. My seats aren't that good, you know, but make sure to bring your son. And, you know, and he's like, but he'll be slumming it compared to where you're sitting right now. I'm like, okay, cool, man. Free Thunder tickets. He like texted them to me. Boom. You know, uploaded on my Ticketmaster app or whatever. And I like, (coughs) excuse me, pardon me. I didn't think anything else of it. I was like, okay, cool. And he's like talking about slumming it. So we go home and, and we have a great time. Go home and and uh, actually the Lakers, LeBron went off and like the they Lakers like beat the Thunder by ten or twelve. I mean they were up by almost twenty at one point. And LeBron was like five for five from three point land. It's it is amazing to watch him play, especially in a game where he goes off like that because two teams were battling it out, and then there was this freak athlete of nature that like. Just every time he got the ball, he just magically put it in the hoop. Like he just scored. It was kind of amazing to watch. But then we do Christmas. And then on Christmas, I I told my son, I said, hey, you know, doctor. And and didn't LeBron get hurt on Christmas? The next day? I don't know. This was the day before Christmas Eve. So this was Saturday. You might have seen his his last full game. He might just hang it up. Are you serious? Uh, I didn't, I don't mostly not. I didn't really, I don't, I don't know any details. It's just, I know there was like, Oh, LeBron got hurt talk. Okay. I didn't know. I have no idea if it was minor or major and it was on Christmas day. So this was the 23rd. Right. So anyway, we come home, we do the whole Christmas thing. And, uh, on my, on, on Christmas day, I said, Hey, me and that doctor and your mom wanted to get you these tickets. So I give him tickets. I say, hey, we're going to go to this game tomorrow night, you know, night, day after Christmas. <clears throat> so we show up and we actually see some neighbors that were there. We're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, this, these, these seats seem great. I don't even know where our seats are. I'm going to go find them. I had not looked. The seats, I thought it would go A, B, C, D, E, right? And then go, and then Z, and then A, A, B, B, C, C, right? Right. No. Mm-mm. It's A, A first. Oh, okay. I'm AA. <laughs> so we literally walk all the way down to the front row. We are like, there's the floor seats, which are thousands of dollars, like the first three rows, right? They're like thousands of dollars just to sit there. And we were in those, before, you know, that previous night because our friend had the, the tickets or whatever. <laughs> this time, it's not those three rows. <clears throat> there's an aisle behind those three rows. And then there's us. I was in the front row. It was crazy. That's awesome. So I got yeah. there, took a picture, sent it to the dentist. I was like, dude, these seats are amazing. Thank you so much. And we my son was dancing and the they like the film crew caught him. He was on the Jumbotron dancing. And somebody that was there took a picture of it and they're like, sent it to me. Oh wow. And it was really, really cool. And I say all this just to say some a little bit something different that I kind of learned from all this. Like I didn't pay for either of those tickets. And that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I moved to this town in Edmond, Oklahoma, 18 months ago in May of 2021. I didn't know anybody other than my own family. And we were so starved for community when we were in Seattle. And it was the reason we wanted to move in many ways. One of the many reasons 
if we hit the ground running and we were like, we are going to build community. We are going to have friends. We're going to be the, you know, for examples for our kids that have friends that do things that, that go out with other people that, you know, are living life trying to, to, you know, love people around them by doing things and being, you know, vocal and being social and around each other. And the crazy part about this, like, I'm not trying to brag, like, I was on, I'm not rich. I don't have enough money to sit on the floor twice in four days. I don't. Like, that's not a thing. It's not a thing at all. I only was there because people were nice to me and because I was nice to them. And I'm not saying I have some sort of connections or anything else, but like the fact that people texted us when they saw us on the kiss cam, that's crazy. That's crazy that I've only been here 18 months and there was people at the same game as us that knew us. The reason is, is because I'm trying to network at work because I've, you know, we're trying to network at church. We're trying to build friend groups at school. We're trying to be social. We're like, we were pent up for so long and so hungry for interaction with other human beings that we're just like hitting the ground running and it's having like massive effects. There's no way. Like I would never be able to afford one set of those tickets, much less go twice. And it was by people out of the kindness of their heart. And then other people texting like, Hey, I got a picture. I saw you on the camera or your son dancing on the Jumbo jumbotron. I couldn't have planned any of that stuff. That is literally just us trying to build community in a short period of 18 months and being able to do it somewhat. And I'm just super excited about the future and where the Lord has us going next and about our uh, wonderful state and in town of Oklahoma and Oklahoma city, because people here, when you hit the ground running and you want to be social, you want to be kind, guess what? They respond. It's not like in Seattle or the Northwest (laughs) where they don't respond, right? It's uh, the big friendly. It's the big friendly. And I just want to say that to encourage people because I know we have a lot of different listeners. Some of them are, you know, got families. Some of them don't. Some of them are in Mexico. Some of them in Australia. But I think human to human interaction is always worth it. Are you going to get a payoff of sitting courtside at an NBA game? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the idea that you could get into a community that quickly where people are kind of bestowing things upon you and then mentioning that they saw you and and seeing you everywhere you go and everywhere you go, you see somebody. I go to church. It's a huge church. I see people I know all over the place. And it's just from trying, man, you have to try. And I'm just super excited to uh, have seen that. That's the thing I was most excited about. Yeah, I saw LeBron. I saw Alex Rodriguez, for goodness sakes. Weird that he was in a, a Thunder game, but who, you know, whatever. Yeah, Weird. Maybe he's, maybe he's buying the team. <laughs> well, he, I think he got his tickets from Clay Bennett. Because Clay was like three rows in front of us. And after the game, Alex stood up and walked over to him and shook his hand. And then did kind of the prayer symbol, almost like he was thanking him. Like, thanks. Because they were courtside. So, anyway, just a little inside baseball. I think he got his tickets from Clay. Or something i mean i don't think those tickets would be easy to get i mean they're they're like floor floor tickets like it's the sideline and then like your laugh like there's right. no so anyway uh but i just want to say that i want to share that because it is worth it to get out there and it's so my life is so much better we were talking about how you don't watch tv you never watch movies i haven't watched tv in forever because i'm always either working trying to coach my kids uh you know sports putting them to bed getting to know friends. We got friends coming over tomorrow. We're always just trying to do something. And I think that those sort of investments are worth it. And I encourage everybody to try and get out there in 2024. We hit the ground running and have seen some success over these last few months or so. Very cool. And rant. <clears throat> so this, this is what we're going to do next up. Now that we have uh, discussed my crazy luck, having two thunder games in four or five days, we're moving on to 
an old school show. Andrew has no clips, and I have no clips. And we are going to talk about the most overblown stories of the year, like the fakest news stories, the most important news stories, and then a couple of predictions for next year. Yes. All old school. So take it away, maestro, kind of wherever you want to go. I got to get something for my throat. Sorry, I keep coughing in everybody's ear here. So we're doing uh, bogus stories first or real stories first? I think bogus stories first. Okay. All right. So no particular order on these, but uh, in this is just a general bogus story of the year, war propaganda. Okay. So, so the propaganda designed to make you hate slash support whatever the war of the moment is, right? Whether it's Ukraine war propaganda and we're all Ukrainians now and changing your Twitter flag, or if, you know, even better for the system, uh, you can have, have both sides of war propaganda with Israel versus Hamas or Israel versus Palestine. And it's Israel's committed genocide for, Versus, uh, you know, the Hamas is really the entire area of of Palestine, and they're not really human. They're they're animals. You know, you got propaganda going on both sides. So, eh, one of the bogus stories of the year, as it is most years, war propaganda. Because if you look back at it, what's the war you didn't support that you wish you had? I'm guessing that's a pretty short list. So I'll I'll keep going while while Tim's away. Uh, another bogus story of the year. No, I'm still I'm still here, buddy. Oh, I was okay. I was gonna do my sorry. I was speaking to a muted mic there. Okay, I'll do one of my uh, bogus stories of the year, <clears throat> and it kind of ties in with yours with the war propaganda. But I'm gonna go. Drum roll, please. The Chinese spy balloon. All eyes were on the sky as a suspected Chinese spy balloon was shot down by Air Force planes on February 4th. The balloon had been spotted days earlier over Montana, but most likely entered North American aerospace over Alaska. The Chinese insisted it was a meteorological balloon that had blown off course. Okay. This is a great... I I like that. It's a great fake news story on several levels. One, (laughs) good good old Chinese propaganda, or excuse me, good old war propaganda. Yep. Yep. Cold yeah. War with China. <clears throat> and then the Trump is better, Biden is the worst propaganda. So that was more of the, let's get all the conservatives, get everybody mad and riled up. Trump would have fired. Oh, Trump, he would have shot it down. Trump would have shot it Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, you know, brought a balloon into Congress. I mean, ugh, just holding the balloon, like walking into Congress. Is her, like, pointing at this all out. The whole fact that more than likely this is what Andrew believes is a real satellite was actually what, what was coming down there. Yeah, it's a s- satelloon. So it, it's got exactly what they show you as a satellite, except it's strapped to a balloon, yep, which yep. just so happens whenever they find these things crash down, that's what they always find. I'm yep, still yep. waiting for the first, uh, you know, satellite as they show the CGI version out in orbit, see one of those crash down. But, you know, it, we'll get to that and then um, the other part that you can't 
help I can't help but mention, but just the amazing amount of coverage that this received. Right. This silly, stupid, ridiculous barely is ever going to have any impact on you or even the you know the the uh, on the military industrial complex whatsoever story that just got wall to wall coverage for days i don't <clears throat> even remember what was going on during it that they were distracting from who knows <laughs> so it was somewhat effective if it's if you see it as propaganda but shut everything out then it still serves a purpose cuz you you know, you aren't paying attention to whatever whatever else is going on. Uh, so on the, yes, uh, fake space propaganda was a, another category I had. So you've got the, you got this, the satellites, you know, floating around that, oh, that that's a spy balloon, but satellite's totally real. You know, SpaceX launched them into, into space. Um You've got the rocket launch stories with SpaceX and others with all the 33s and the just the codes. Uh, but nobody does fake space like NASA. And we had, you know, we were launching rockets millions of miles away to asteroids. And, and you know, this is real footage, live footage coming back of it crashing in. And it's, you know, a parking lot. Uh, but ah, it's totally an asteroid. Millions of, we hit the asteroid from millions of miles away. You know, we could totally do that to protect Earth from the asteroids. And then you've got the how oh, we scooped up stuff from a different asteroid and brought it back and dropped it down in Utah into our facility. But now it's been two months and we can't figure out how to open the box with the magic <laughs> asteroid in it. Thank you, Lockheed Martin. <coughs> So it just needs some more expensive parts. You know, It's a, of course it costs $10 million. It's a one-of-a-kind part made by Lockheed Martin to open a box. I found a uh, an article while doing some research for this, this episode that I thought just screams, Andrew, can I can I, we indulge yeah, me? Sure. Well, indulge me for a minute here. <laughs> yeah. You can get you a drink of water. The biggest space stories of 2023. Even amid an avalanche of AI news, space exploration still managed to make headlines this year. Space exploration took several leaps in 2023 as countries and organizations around the world turned their attention back to the stars. Let's look at take a look back at the most fascinating stories and ahead at the future for spaceflight. AI dominated the headlines this year, but NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and other agencies worldwide have made waves. With trips to the moon, new explorations of Mars, and advanced deep space communication. Story number one, a return to the moon. India became the fourth country to land a craft on the moon. <laughs> number two. That, that footage oh, yeah. qualifies. Yep. It's, it's like video game level. Yep. Or even worse. It's like 1980s video game. <laughs> number two, deep space communication. In October, NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory launched an experiment to test Laser-based transmission. The project aimed to see if it was possible to have superior data relays from deep space. Number three, monitoring solar activity. In November, scientists at George Mason University predicted the peak of its solar activity in the form of sunspots and solar flare expected in early 2024. Could disrupt Earth-bound technologies, including the Internet, despite being relatively weak. Haven't they been 
Isn't that how Farmer's Almanac works, is paying attention to sunspot activity? I, I don't know. But- like, they've been charting that stuff out in the maximums and minimums and all that for, like, hundreds of years. But okay, new technology. New technology. We are not alone, apparently. In July, the world was introduced to the concept of non-human biologics. As military veterans testified about witnessing unidentified flying objects. Number four, space exploration and artificial intelligence. I don't even want to read it. Number five, Vitaliak chimes in in a post about the importance of how artificial intelligence has developed. Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin warned that even the red planet wouldn't be safe space. If AI uprising took place on Earth, look into the future. <laughs> that's that's looking for... So we're worried about the AI destroying us once we're already on Mars? Yeah. Is that well, what the even when logic is? Mars, yeah. So anyway, okay. I, just, I had to read the biggest space stories of 2023 to the that's man it. who thinks space is the most fake of anybody I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, 100% fake is pretty fake. So, uh, just one more to throw in there. 33 billion light years away, Webb Space Telescope finds galaxies that challenge astronomical theories. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. It's the old, like, oh, okay, all the old science was wrong, but the new science is totally right. Trust us now. All right. So, yeah, the... uh, which was presented as like, oh, maybe the Big Bang wasn't exactly what we thought it was, but it's totally something else. It's 33 billion light years away. Okay. Not 32. Not 34. 33. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't narrow it down to the year. Like, come on, NASA. What Can't you tell like how many millions of light years it is along with the 33 billion but there we go so i guess i'm up yeah we're still doing bogus stories still on bogus stories right how how many more you got uh i actually have two more you have two more and i have two more so we'll keep it going so i think that leaves me one less but that's fine Actually, yeah. no. I still have two more. I I had a a bonus bogus story of the year. So I got a I got a bonus bogus. <laughs> Let me go bonus bogus. Okay. Uh, my next one is uh kind of a bogus story, but also a real story, and mainly just bogus in the way that it was quote unquote handled. But let's not forget just one year ago one year like just shy of one year ago one week shy of a year ago january 2nd 2023 what happened january 2nd 2023 andrew january 2nd yep i don't remember yeah i mean when i hear january all i could think of this is the worst day in human history january 6th it's kind of funny my wife and i were speaking and she said that i have to mention that january 6th somehow got worse in 2023 than it was in 2022 or 2021 <laughs> so good. so I, I, I i think she has a good point she said the in her exact words were the january 6th as an american tragedy story continues to be completely overblown and fake and absolutely infuriating to most of america I think she's. Yes. Uh, I think she's got a point there. So, nope. January second, twenty twenty three, was the day that Buffalo Bills safety Demar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest and collapsed on the field. 
Now, I have this in the bogus story section because I think that that happened, but that everything that happened afterwards was completely bogus. Yeah. So, and I think that that was one of your pet peeves throughout the year. So, let's not forget DeMar Hamlin's mid-game collapse due to cardiac arrest that was handled, and I mean handled, uh, in 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 a specific way. Yeah, that I had Demar Hamlin tied in with one of my top stories. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. My, my apologies. No, no, no. That, yeah, but it is. It good. is. It is one of the like. It is the bogus story and an important story. Like it's both. Right. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry about that. No, don't don't apologize. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for the Demar Hamlin proof. Uh, oh, he's playing. Yeah, he's the. Uh, you probably weren't watching the most recent one. No, I did. I wasn't. So if you want to update me on anything, please do. I, I was actually okay. kind of curious to look. I'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah. So they they've had him run down on a few kickoffs. I'm too busy at live at Thunder Games to watch football. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they uh, they've had him run down on a few kickoffs. Okay. And they don't even show him for some reason, which is strange. But like, oh, he was totally in there on that touchback. You know, Demar Hamlin running down there. Um, he oh, did that's make- how they're doing it. Wow. So for those who don't play football, kickoff team, one of the more anonymous uh, play coverage teams of right. all of sports. Like most of the guys in the field, you may not know. They're like practice squad or edge players. I played I played the kickoff team. It's very anonymous. Not, not, a, not a high profile place for well, somebody of that now level because to they, be. They've designed it so that you almost never have kickoff returns. So No more running full blast at each other. So he did because of some injuries, get into a game and get one tackle. Mm. Um, and then, so their new thing though is because, because they were just having him be inactive, right? He's just inactive. Like he's totally, he's, he's fine. He's just inactive. And then it was like, they had a bunch of injuries and it's like, all right, we'll put him on the active roster, but not make him do anything. And then he's been the, uh, the punt team personal protector. Which you want someone bigger than Demar Hamlin, or you know, new Demar Hamlin, uh, to be the personal protector, and it hasn't gone well. Like it, you know, blocked punt, and then in the game I was watching, he false starts, and so they, so he moves, causes the false start. They throw the flag. But of course, do they call it on number three, Demar Hamlin? No, the ref doesn't want to get kicked out of the league. He calls it on number thirty-three. It's like, oh, here's Weird. one for the sport descripted crowd. So he calls it on some guy who moved after Demar Hamlin moved. Uh, you know, yeah, just weird, weird stuff going on there with the threes and the thirty-threes and Demar Hamlin, and you know, why not just? I don't know. It's still, I, I'm not convinced. I'm not 100% convinced that it's not Demar Hamlin. And because you could, you can take all the same information and just say, like, oh, he's, he's really back, but he's got enough heart damage because it wasn't commodio cortis, in which case he would just be able to bounce right back and, right, and be fine. It's actually myocarditis and they can't have, have him out there playing full NFL games or he probably will fall down and die. So that's why they're doing the 
go in there for the very occasional one play at a time. So you could you could have it both ways, or you could also say whoever they found to to fill in. This is you know hashtag the, clone. The new, <laughs> new Demar Hamlin doesn't have to be a clone; could be you know body double type. Basically, that's stunt double. Um, it's not the toughest and not the toughest physique in the NFL to fake. Like there's a lot of you know athletic kind of six foot six. It's not like you'd have to find someone that's a massive bodybuilder type. But I mean, if my skin color was different, I could almost pass for this man. <laughs> yes, defensive backs. Defensive backs all have a very similar build, which is long and lanky. All right, and it breaking news. My parents just made it back to all right the Wyoming. So good news. Yeah, breaking news. Hold on, I wish I had all the sound effects like they do in the news or good old uh, Adam Curry does. So that's because if they didn't make it home from this trip, they would never come see us again. So this is this is good news. Yeah, so it was definitely good news. There, and maybe you know, summertime they live close to Yellowstone. We might have to make a trip up there. I'm starting a job that actually has uh paid t- time off as a thing, so this is good deal. All right, so I can shut the phone off now. Good for you, man. Shutting the phone off, I like it. Yeah, all right. Sorry that one of your important okay. stories of the year I called out as a fake story of the year, but no. So the the important story of the year that's related to that is the athletes and other vac- vaccine victims ongoing cover up, Demar Hamlin, etc. So that's the the top story is the cover up and the fakeness, yeah, um, and just the the misdirection. But I do have, let's see, two other. Fake bogus stories of the year. Uh, <laughs> all right. You you probably won't believe me, but I still cannot, like in my head right now, try as hard as I can, I cannot think of a single Taylor Swift song. Like it just, it's not in there. So, but this whole Time Magazine person of the year for the second time, Taylor Swift, because uh, she was on the cover for the Me Too year. I don't know how she wormed her way in on that one uh, back in 2017. But just the the Taylor Swift thing and then the with the Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer. Um, We're getting quite negative reactions out of my mild-mannered, classy wife when she sees Travis Kelsey on the screen. Yeah. Like, Seriously. Like they, I don't know. I don't know what machine is working, but it's working. Like they're whether it's creating the reaction they want, it's still to be, still to be. I, I think it's up for debate, but we're we're getting a reaction. We are getting a reaction, and I I thought, what else is that? Like, do we have more Chiefs jersey purchases by the Swifties, or I mean, what is going on? This is a continual, you know. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think he's figured it out yet but this is not worth it in the long run for travis kelsey like this whole thing no yeah 
This is not worth it at all. Like, there's not a, enough money in the universe to be associated with Pfizer going forward. No. And he, if if you're dumb enough not to realize that, then, you know, it's, shame on you. It's going to take If a, you're evil enough to not care, realize it and not care and just take the money, then, yeah, that's that's pretty sad. I would almost, well, who knows, right? Did. <clears throat> Maybe he got the saline shot unknowingly and thought he got the vaccine, thought it was great. That's kind of best case scenario. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, in NFL locker rooms, we know there's a lot of vaccine skepticism. Yep. And there has to be a whole lot of people that think the DeMar Hamlin thing was vaccine. Well, hey, I don't work for the company I work for when I met him anymore. So what we will, I could say something. I ran into somebody at my previous job who was pretty famous, uh, Nate Washington, right? Yeah. That's his name, Nate Washington. He was the dunk contest winner uh, back in like 2006, 2008. He played for the Knicks at the time, I think. Uh, and I ran into him in the middle of COVID. And he basically said to me, I'm, he's wearing a mask and he says, Hey, I don't want to get too close to you. You know, I'm not doing all that stuff. And I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing all that stuff either. And he says, that's good. Well, I don't really believe this mask anyway. And I'm like, uh, neither do I. And then he <laughs> said, Oh, okay, that's good. Well, you know, at least you got coverage or at least you're, you're uh, protected by the vaccine. And I looked at him and I raised my eyebrows and <laughs> he looked at me and he raised his eyebrows <laughs> and I said, you took that thing? And his exact words were F no. <laughs> and he said, nobody wants to take that thing. And none of my buddies want to take that thing. And I ain't taking that thing. And you got to be crazy to take that thing. And I came home and immediately called. I may have called you the moment he left. And I just said, hey, yeah. man, there's hope for the NBA. He says everybody in the NBA questions it and wouldn't take it. So it's hard to to just run into a former NBA player like that and have that be the reaction and like him say out loud that he didn't think anybody that he knew was for it either. And then have us just force fed this whole thing. Like LeBron does it. Everybody does it. Russell Wilson does it. The whole NFL does it and just believe it because it's right. not, that's not, that doesn't look like reality. It's not like the NFL would love to be this like, you know, Borg organization that all agrees within itself, but no, there are different people within it and there are different opinions. There are different people on the Buffalo bills. One of the most, you know, vocal vaccine skeptics was on the bills. Mm -hmm. So plain and yeah. So, so, but for this fake story, the main thing is just, kind of celebrities in general, the idea of them being able, the system being able to sell whatever garbage they want to us via celebrity. We talked about it back in 2020. They broke it. They broke the spell. Having these nimwit celebrities in their house with poorly done makeup and whatever, and realizing that they're just a bunch of losers like the rest of us, on Zoom calls, that broke the spell, and they have not gotten it back. So they, I mean, they no matter how much they hype it up, like, 
look at all these people going to Taylor Swift concerts. It's like, yeah, people want to go to concerts again. Like she has a lot of fans. This is not, <laughs> this does not mean that you can show her with Travis Kelsey, show Travis Kelsey taking the vaccine and everyone's going to want to take the vaccine. It's not how this works anymore. So I think it's kind of the uh, shark jumping moment of like, oh, you know, the, the whole Swifty thing and person of the year. Because the, the Time Magazine purpose of the year, that's always propaganda, one word or the other. So uh, I think Adam Curry's right. They're gearing her up for 2024. She's going to be a big uh, Biden pusher. Because remember, it was it was controversial. Like, Taylor Swift has not has not bashed Donald Trump. That must mean that she might actually like Trump. And then she, you know, she denied it, but she wasn't vocal enough. I'm sorry. I was talking to the muted mic again, and my apologies. I hated that. That was like the height of the Trump hysteria. Like, I don't think that she has disavowed Trump enough. Yeah, she (laughs) must support Trump because he hasn't disavowed Trump. So... They're gearing her up for 2024. She'll be disavowing all the Trump in 2024. I'm sure that. I just don't think it matters like it used to. I think they lost the, they broke the whole mechanism. They broke the, and this goes in with the movie strike that actor strike that no one cared about. I mean, I did you hear any normie anywhere like complaining about the actor strike or even talking about it? No, the only way I knew it even happened was because Adam Curry and uh, John C. Dvorak on No Agenda would mention it. That's it. Yeah. Nothing. That's it. Nothing That's I listen to cares about Patrick Bet David, Adam Carolla, James Corbett, and you know Adam Curry and No Agenda. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody has writers. Nobody cares. So that whole celebrity-based thing, movies, TV, it's all still going on, and there's crazy money. St- centered mainly around live sports because that's the only thing people are watching commercials with now is live sports. Uh, But man, it's all coming crashing down. This is, you know, the NFL. I don't know. (laughs) People are still watching it relatively, but not like it used to be. And when they stick it on Amazon and Peacock and all the rest of it, it's just not it's not gonna work. So that's my bogus story of the year, the idea that celebrities still matter. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one. All right, and so I'm up next. Let me see here. I gotta just trying to make this a little more dynamic. Hold on a second. So my story Last bogus story. Wait a second. We got two more. Is that where we are? Or you have one uh, more? I've got one more. Yep. You've got one more, and then I've got one more. So, or I've got two more. So one and then two. So I will go with uh, la- one of the last bogus stories was one that was just drummed up for the uh, American media to kind of run with and go crazy, which was the Murdoch trials. Do you even know about these? Uh, a little bit. This is that redheaded guy from like Tennessee or something. And he killed his son or something. And just everybody, 
everywhere, it seemed like, was talking about this. There was a Netflix special. Everybody's focusing their attention on it. And it's, you know, much ado about nothing. It's not super important for anything that's happening in any of our lives right now. But they blew this thing up and made it as, like, it was the most important thing ever. Yes. So, I myself watched, as you may suspect, 0.0 seconds of it. But I think we mentioned it on the show because there was the, it was like a talking point that was was out there. People were watching it. Yeah. Paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah. paying attention to it. But again, if, so, like, uh, I don't want to give away the, I, let's come back. Let's just put a, put a pin in this and let's come back at Murdaugh once we get to the more important stories, because I'd like to circle back and, and mention that again. So because let's get I, your last one and then my last. Did you hear the New World Next Year? I didn't. <coughs> so so in preparation she, for this show, where we're doing a year-end show, I looked through my feeds, my save stories, my memory bank, and kind of went through. I did think to myself, I should probably look and see what other show recaps are doing, but didn't. Just thought, you know, let's keep it together. Yeah, which I looked through just actually our website, looking through. Oh, did you? So, yeah, good, good for you. That's a smart way just to go. Looking for the the shows that we shows that we did. I like it. And the uh, the interesting AI synopses of them. Okay. Um, oh, but, did you you read some of our AI stuff on there? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, mainly Pretty. just going through the the links because that. Yeah, those links. Those links are very very. Did you find broken links? Uh, maybe one to a Twitter deal, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. Always, always, but no, I'm just saying always broken links. Any good stories, you're going to have some broken links in there. Yeah. Oh, they got a memory hole, that one. So the story I threw in for this one, <laughs> um, Elon Musk promised an anti-woke chat bot. It's not going as planned. This is Grok launched this month on X. Um, and the Washington Post, I, 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 it's up behind the paywall now, whatever. So I won't read it. I wasn't really planning to read much of it anyway. But uh, the whole AI thing, this is, this is a bogus story. Uh, this will be much less of a deal a year from now than it is now. AI is not going to take over the world. Uh, they can't get... They can't get whatever function they want. It's like, oh, it can almost do this, but it can't. And this goes back to, you know, I think Adam Curry's done a good job of talking about the limitations of it. And then it goes back to, man, I don't know, six or seven years ago, uh, I talked to a guy who was like a, a white hat hacker type. And he said, with any computer code, it doesn't matter how good the programmer is, there's a mistake about 1% of the time. So if you look at 100 lines of code, there's going to be one line with the mistake in it, at least. So the, the thing with AI, with the large language model stuff that they call AI, is it's based on faulty information. That's why you get bad stuff back out. It's not going to get better and better. It's going to get worse and worse because 
the next AI will be trained on the bogus stuff from this AI and the often bogus stuff that's out there on the internet. And they'll keep training it on, you know, more and more AI generated stuff, which will be worse and worse. It will get worse, not better. Uh, AI will be less of a deal a year from now than it is now. So I guess that goes into a prediction too, but bogus story of the year, both AI and Elon Musk in general. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. AI, AI taking the place of a uh, progressive advancement of humanity where the progressives and, and humanists feel like we're getting better and better. Right. And in, in reality, sin is more pervasive and the humanity itself just getting worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the latest iteration of transhumanism, which goes all the way back to alchemy, right? Like it's, they still can't make straw to gold. Next thing you're going to tell me, alchemy's make, bad, Andrew. Come on, man. <coughs> they still can't make, uh, you know, people into immortals. So you will not be uploaded to the cloud. Um, they might freeze your brain in a freezer, which this is what they were doing 30 years ago, or I don't know, 20 years ago now. They were chopping your head off and sticking you in a freezer if you're rich, wanted to pay for it. And uh, those, you know, the Walt Disney types still not coming back, are they? Transhumanism. You could live forever. Transhumanism. Some of them are dumb enough to believe that garbage. Transhumanism. You could live forever. Oh, you know, we'll freeze your brain and bring you back once the technology advances a little bit. <laughs> another right. another uh awesome styling by Maddie B, the transhumanism yeah. song featuring Andrew Hoffman. So either you are crazy quiet or that was crazy loud, one of the two. At least on my end. Okay. Okay. I might be crazy quiet again. I'll I'll turn up my volume. So I just I don't blow out your eardrums to over, over Yeah, that, that that blew out my eardrums, so I don't Better, better check that one in post there. Yeah, well, turn down the volume on your end. I'm going to turn mine up. So, But transhumanism, you can live forever, Andrew. Yeah. Some of them are dumb enough to actually believe that garbage. Yeah, so it's a... Uh, I mean, I think transhumanism in general is an ongoing story. I'm not predicting that to end. Sure. Because uh, that's kind of the... I mean, that's eugenics. That goes all the way back, right? That's the lie... Um. You will not surely die. It goes back ah, to the Garden of Eden. Yeah. But uh, so that will keep going. But the AI iteration of it, including the whole uh, AI going to kill us all propaganda, that will be on its way out a year from now. All right. All right, so I'll wrap it up, and I'll tell you what I think was my biggest, bogus news story of the year. Drum roll, please. Are we ready? ready. The Titan submersible implosion. In June, a desperate search ensued for the Submissible after the submersible Titan lost contact with the ocean surface on its way to the wreckage of the Titanic. 
When the sub's remnants were finally located, it was obvious the craft had imploded, becoming having become the victim, along with five passengers, including its builder, of a faulty design. I said I didn't bring any clips for this, but I did actually bring one clip. I forgot uh, for this clip, which I thought was uh, a great way to kind of... Did, to... did we talk about that story on our show? I think we talked about it briefly as it being a distraction. We, you didn't care, I didn't care, and we moved on. But a lot of people did care. Well, that's that was uh, James Corbett's story of the year. Oh, really? Was it? Yep. And it for for being a distraction and an example of the not just twenty four seven media, but the like every hour. Yeah, <laughs> every because, hour. And, and this story, is what yeah. and this is what the clip I brought actually talks about. It's a, a gentleman pointing out the exact same thing. Interesting. I had not listened to Corbett's show yet. That's wild. Uh, I am going to play my, my one singular clip. It's a minute long. So, The Titan. All week I've been fascinated with this story. Billionaire trapped in the bottom of the sea in search of the Titanic. It'll take six hours to get there and only eight hours of oxygen. Suspense. Will they live? Will they die? Duped by the f***ing media. Again. Monday, the Titan is missing. Tuesday, there's a banging sound. Wednesday, they're running out of air. Thursday... Oh no, we found the wreckage. But the entire time, they knew it was BS. US Navy knew the sub already blew up on Sunday. Sunday, but they distracted us again to hide the news cycle. What happened this week? Let's do a quick recap on what you missed. JP Morgan and Jeffrey Epstein emails were released. And now they have just mistakenly deleted 47 million emails. Joe Biden is undergoing an impeachment vote in the House, or at least trying. The Pentagon fat-fingered $6 billion to Ukraine. Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist while FBI whistleblowers are going missing. And John Durham had his congressional hearing this week regarding the Russia hoax. But I was so busy wondering about the billionaire who decided to go boating in a submersible soda can, missed it all. I thought that that one little clip, even with the hokey Inception music in the background, was a great synopsis of what we experienced. And it that that story was wild because it came out that the Navy knew on Sunday. That came right. out on Thursday. They heard the thing. Exploded. They heard a pop on Thursday. They had the audio of a pop on uh, excuse me on Sunday, but they pushed this thing all the way through Thursday. Just to show you the 24-7 media that, you know, controls the telescreens and shows yeah. you what they want you now, to see. They tried to recreate the trapped miners where Elon yeah. was sending yeah. submarines and all that garbage. Guy's a pedo. <laughs> so the, the pedo what, guy. Whatever you say, pedo guy. <laughs> I can't hate Elon. I know you hate him, but I can't hate. Him. I mean, I think I think he's got bad motives. Like, I, but I just he's, he at least amuses me. I don't. You're like I don't he, hate him either. He's just a he's a villain. Yeah, but he's a likable villain. He's a likable villain. We'll go with that. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, but I can't just be so like uh what what's the word binary that i'm like everything elon does is bad like telling disney to f off maybe not the worst move i don't know right 
Right. No, it's a, I'll, I'll stick with my hypothesis that if it's a social issue that he has no impact on whatsoever, he's on the right side of it. There you go. If it's part of the new world order agenda that he's in charge of driving forward, he's all in on the new world order side. Yeah. So there you go. That's a great, great, great point. The stuff that he actually does bad stuff. He comments he makes on Twitter. Usually good. Interesting that James picked that. I feel smarter somehow that I have picked that. I don't want to get an inflated view of myself, but that story was nothing, and it was always nothing. And they still got everybody to jump. Can you believe it? They're missing. Hopefully, they discover them. It's it's just and I don't like I said we may not even have spoke about it. What we when was that? Like what's the date of this story? I mean, we should I should go back and look. Uh, anyway, well the. <sighs> On a related June. note. It's mid-June. I'm going to go back on our website. Yes, please. Uh, my candidate for Tweet of the Year just came out uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, from a good friend, of, good personal friend of mine, uh, Shibatoshi Nakamoto. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like yeah. a guy you know. Yeah. Uh, what's something that used to be awesome, but now is terrible? I'll start. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Um, top comment in my feed is from Zuby. He says mainstream hip hop and Elon's comment. Yeah. What happened there? Which then of course magnified the original tweet and, you know, so close to 500,000 views at this point, but, uh, a person or a cartoon character is not wrong. Portland, Oregon used to be awesome. Now it's terrible. Yeah. Amen to that. In June, we did three shows. UFOs, Look Over Here, 323. Uh, the, 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 the great 322 secret number, Ye Shall Surely Die, which I think was a good title for 322. Uh, and then 321, Boycotts, Fasting, and UFOs. No mention or stories of... The submersible, however, the top first synopsis of the June 25th, which would have been the one directly after, yeah, June 19th. Uh, the My synopsis says, are we being distracted? Are we being led to believe US, UFOs are coming? Is Project Blue Beam on the horizon? Interesting. I don't know if we mentioned it at all. It, it certainly isn't linked here, so... Yeah, it was news to when James brought it up. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I did remember it." But um, yeah, it was was not top of my mind as uh, something big from twenty twenty three. But I, I feel like that it's like Demar Hamlin and the the. Uh submersible are like opposite sides of the same coin. Like here's a huge story that we're going to play down as nothing. Right. And here's a nothing story. We're going to play up as enormous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Uh, should we talk about some, some top stories? Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. So on a related note there, this story from our, Show notes from quite a ways back. Uh, 2066 athlete cardiac arrests or serious issues. 1,446 of them dead since COVID injection. 
old numbers. So just this ongoing thing of like, okay, yeah, you know, soccer player just died right out there on the field, or we had to shock him and restart his heart, but just we're just going to studiously avoid the idea that that could have anything to do with the vaccine. Uh, it's getting harder and harder. I mean, there's more and more instances. Um, it's harder and harder for them to justifiably argue that uh, it has got nothing to do with the vaccine. You've got the the New Zealand stuff. You know, you've got just people's own experience, man. It's like, does anyone not know someone where it's like, yeah, they, they got the real bad cancer real fast or heart issues kind of unexplained or... There's a, a lot of smoke there and the idea that they could just keep, oh no, it's just, it's just totally normal for kids to have heart attacks, uh, super in shape professional athletes to have heart attacks. That's just, uh, it's just normal. So it's, I think that's a, a top story is just that ongoing cover up, uh, more, but more and more people, you know, figuring it out, which I would like that process to go faster, but um, I think a lot more people have figured it out than they admit have figured it out. Yeah. Put it that way. All right. So I will take the next important news story. And I'm going to go with the Nashville shooter who killed six, drew maps of the school and surveyed it. Uh, killed uh, victims, including three nine-year-old children. The media wanted to immediately do what the media does when this story came out and say, hey, it's a mass shooter. This is gun violence. We got to do something about guns. This is crazy. We can't have this happening. And then as the story unfolded, we all learned that this was, in fact, a transgender person who was on puberty blockers and hormone therapy. And I think this is an important story because I tend to agree with John C. Dvorak. This is the future of these transgender people is that they are going to be upset. They're going to be upset by uh, teachers and counselors and doctors and nurses that allowed them to cut off their penis or to get some sort of a surgery attacking a fake penis to themselves because they were young and impressionable and they start to realize that they have made an enormous mistake by questioning their own creator. And so they're going to become angry and they're going to become violent. And so I think this is one of the most important stories of the year because there is more of this, unfortunately, in our future. Uh, not that I want it, but I do see it and it was interesting to watch the media be like, ah, there was a shooting. And then Guns there are was bad. nobody. Oh, no. No, nah, nobody. I wouldn't worry about it. It's just some it Tennessee, was just a Christian school. Tennessee's barely a state. Uh, uh, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. There might have been something. There wasn't wrong, even it has nothing to do with school anything. or anything. Yeah. They're like church people. Church. It's related to church. 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 Okay. Church. There you go. Steve's, Stephen Curtis Chapman's uh, friend was one of the T 
teachers killed there. Ugh, great. So, and he had, did I play that on the show? He had a really neat interview about that. Just the, the person and why they were important to, to him. And I yeah, feel was, like you may have. Yeah. I feel like you may have, but I don't remember it exactly. I'm sorry. So, anyway, <clears throat> there's, I got to give credit to my wife on that one, by the way. She brought that up as, hey, don't forget, this happened. So. Yeah, there's uh, always interesting what uh, what shootings are the end of the world and which shootings are just kind of glossed over. Just another, just another night in Chicago. Those don't tend to make the, the big stories, but uh, yeah, yeah, this uh, this will not end well. This is, it's very predictable that uh, taking, uh, like you said, a young, impressionable person and convincing them that their life will be better by mutilating their genitals, uh, no, not going to work well. And the, the whole thing, when I was a kid, it's like, oh, you know, puberty, hormones, uh, kids are crazy when they're when they're going through that and growing up, and it's just like... And then you, <laughs> I remember, you know, hearing adults say things like, just hang in there. Like, you'll, this, this will pass, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, we need to listen to our kids who say they're trans when they're five no. years old. No. <laughs> there was never any of that. I feel like, I feel like I've, I saw some sort of a meme recently that said that baby boomers and millennials, which is basically, our parents and then us tend to, to see things as a group uh, more emotionally and with less uh, logic than some of the other generations. And they were like, Gen X is the only one that should be talking to these uh, people that want to be transgenders. Like I hate myself or I don't, I don't think I should be a man. It's like, yeah, I might be, but let's just give it some time. Let's just smoke a couple packs of cigarettes and, We'll just, we'll, you know, listen to some some crazy music and see if we can figure this out on our own before we start whacking stuff off. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever tried punk rock? Maybe slight, you know, you ever tried smoking cigarettes? <laughs> Maybe a tattoo? You want to go, like, throw a brick through a window or something? Yeah. Do you want to, like, do a mosh pit or something? Like, all this better than cutting off your genitals. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's it's uh, the answer truly is is Jesus as you and me and all of, most of the listeners know uh, searching for him is the answer but even worldly uh, pursuits there are better much much better much 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 better uh, things than hey let's just jump right to this especially for children well and it's you know back in the day if you had a beef with someone at school, you just got in a fist fight and it yeah. wasn't the end of the world. It didn't yeah. it didn't mean suspension and the end of your you know yeah. going to juvie or something. Now, uh now everybody and the, gets the result of suppressing that resulted in like truly horrendous violence, right? Like yeah. stuff just boils up. And because if there's no penalty for being rude because someone can't physically respond to it, guess what you get? You get a lot more rudeness. Yeah. And then it's just gone to the the crazy, which I think a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is propaganda, but it's also a lot of the poisoning and the, the chemical stuff, right? Like the, 
I look at water results all the way, all the time that have atrazine. Like it's, it's an actual thing. You know, there's screwing with people's hormones and then telling them, no, it's not your, it's not the stuff we've forced into your system. It's, uh, it's just that you were born in the wrong body. Yeah. It's not the atrazine or the, the uh, aborted fetal cells of a, of a boy that we've injected into your bloodstream, even though you're a girl that have made you confused. It's not any of that stuff. It's just you. Yeah, because God, you know what it is? God messed up. That dude. Right. Was, yeah. He didn't know what he was doing. You know? There's, you know, just because no one really understands the full ramifications of uh, epigenetics and what happens, you know, with DNA, they pretend they do. Pretend it's all mapped out. They don't. They don't know what's going on. And it's uh, like you were getting, you know, re- you, you were up there, and and God was putting you together at the top of the slide before the stork. You know, you slid down the slide, and the stork flew you away. And oops, he put the guy, the girl body in the on the guy mind. Uh oh. Yeah, that's the only explanation. And, and then you fell down totally the better. You yeah. fell down the slide, and the stork grabbed you, and off to. Your new parents, you went. That's just, it was just totally an accident. Just an accident. I wish, that, I wish God knew what he was up to up there. I mean, anecdotally, there's been stuff that was pretty big hints about this, you know, not paying attention to what you're injecting into people being a, a bad idea. Uh, going back to, like, organ transplants. I mean, just weird stuff of, like, someone who couldn't play the piano and they get a liver transplant from someone who was a, a pianist and they could play the piano. You know, it's like just weird stuff about like, maybe the human body is a little more complex than we've figured out. And we shouldn't assume that we know how to, you know, make a, a crisper and go in and change genes and oh, it's all going to be okay. I think the, that, that was actually a story that came out this last month. We had uh, the first pig heart transplant victim. Victim, as yes. victims, a, <laughs> Freudian, Freudian slip there. Yeah, uh, he died after a month. So I guess he was. There was little choice left for him. There wasn't anybody they could match him up with. But he lived for one month. So turns you know out, who, not just a muscle. You know who would probably be just fine with the pig heart? Uh, uh. This is a throwback RRN question. I know we talked about this on the show. I'm ready. Let's go. Dick Cheney. Because <laughs> he, he, he's a legend for the, like, not the pacemaker, but the thing where you don't have a heartbeat. Yeah. And most people, like, just don't live after that procedure because it's like, uh, you know, having a heartbeat is kind of important to feeling like you're alive human mm-hmm. being and for dick cheney he just kept chugging right along like ah that's fine no problem <laughs> he's is he still alive i think he's still alive oh yeah he? he's still alive yeah yeah that's a uh, cue the uh cue the uh grim reaper meme there with the yeah the claw machine but Born yeah, 1941. He would wow. probably be just fine with the pig heart. Like, ah, oh, yeah, pig hearts. I feel great. <laughs> so, wow. That's that's your real transhumanism. 
Dick like, Cheney. Anything you, going you on? With Dick promised, Cheney? You were promised immortality and uploaded to the cloud. And in reality, all you get is some clone weird pig heart <laughs> shoved into you. Yeah. Good get luck. A, get it last an extra month. But, ah. Uh, all right. What are we on? We're on top stories. Yep. Is it my turn? Yeah, I think so. All right. Wait. I'm going to say what? What did you just what what was the last story we talked about? Now I'm confused. Hmm. Because uh did we just go straight from the underwater uh submersible crisis into a bunch of other stuff without getting to other stories? No, I think we got to an important story. What was an important story? I think I already mentioned one of mine, I, but I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Oh, oh, no. Yes, yes. No, we, we did. You did one, and then I did the uh, Tennessee. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Transgender person. Yes. All I right. Think now we're on to you. So the article I threw in there was about East Palestine. Oh, I knew it. I knew this, you were going to get this one, so I didn't even yeah. want to put it on my list. So. So. So East Palestine in particular, uh, more generally just kind of the ongoing poisoning and the, uh, I mean, we talked about it at the time, like, hey, why are they setting the thing on fire? Like yep. this, this cannot possibly have been the best thing to do. And as it turns out, they now admit definitely not the best thing to do, the absolute worst thing to do and exactly what you would do if you were trying to poison everybody. So, uh, still no justice for those people out there. Still, I mean, there's still people suffering in that area. And there's still no one held accountable at any any corporate level, any government level. Um, and the, the biggest lesson that we learned from that is if you don't test for it, you won't find it, and that equals don't have to report it. No evidence of it. No evidence. No widespread you, evidence of noxious fumes. There's or of, of dioxins going everywhere, and then it oh, it turns out oh, dioxin levels are high everywhere. So does that mean they're not harmful? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means we've been getting poisoned a whole lot of different ways for a long time. It's a cumulative deal, and. <coughs> You know, eventually there's lawsuits and stuff comes out, but these companies, they don't care. And I, I think it's beyond not caring. I think it's beyond corporate greed. It's the eugenics ag- agenda. Um, if you go high enough, you know, if you go enough through enough layers of the onion, that's what's behind it. And I, uh, well, I'll save that for predictions, but. I don't expect any shortage of uh, poisoning stories in in the future. So. Well, I'll, I'll I'll tie into that as well, and I will say uh, my most important news story for twenty twenty three is the kill box is real, and uh, be on the lookout. Make sure you're not inside of a kill box. Uh, we had two great examples of that this week or this year. With the East Palestine 
uh, train and then the Maui fires. And I think there's been several uh, examples of this within the Gaza Strip. It's just uh, be, 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 be aware. Head on a swivel, people. You could be in the kill box at any time. And I think that it's become more and more obvious that that's the sort of thing that we are up against as more and more trains derail, more and more food factories blow up, more and more water has become undrinkable, more and more oil is leaking into you know water reservoirs and all of these things. Uh, keep, keep your head on a swivel, people, and think, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves for you could very quickly and easily find yourself within a kill box. Well, I'd love to disagree, but <laughs> good advice there. All right. I wish it wasn't. Yeah. I wish it wasn't good advice. So I mentioned this earlier, but just the, now oh, we talked about that. Okay. My favorite story, top story of the year, the pod father, Adam uh-huh. Curry, yeah. and others, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes surprising others, uh, find the real truth. Yeah. And that is, you know, it's Jesus. <laughs> That's, uh, we've talked all year about kind of, it being surprising who's on what side of the fence. And, but I think it, the big story is if you are actually seeking truth out there, you will find it. Yeah. You know, if that's, if your motivation is not uh, financial gain is not clicks is not social media clout. If you're uh, is not keeping the advertisers happy. If your actual motivation is, Hey, I just want to know the truth. You will find it. So take, take a trip back with me real quick. Okay. It's 1988. You're definitely alive. Okay. And we're going to be in our living room. Okay. We're going to sit on the carpet. There's going to be a television in front of us. It's made of wood, strange wood. The whole thing is like one piece of big furniture wood. We're watching television. We're flipping through the channels. We see this new channel it's called mtv it was banned in the kilkenny household but we're in the hoffman household where there wasn't cable either but we're just gonna pretend there is and we're gonna look <laughs> at right or three channels but yeah. correct correct i was correct all right so we're gonna go to mtv and there's this tall drink of water with this big hair and his name is adam curry and he's telling us about all his news he's wearing these trendy things he looks like the rockers that he's reporting on that's so cool and we flip we get bored with that because we're too young to watch it I'm only eight years old you're like five four we flip the channel over and what do we see professional wrestling in professional wrestling we see some blonde haired looking guy come out dressed in yellow and red he flies off the top rope calls himself the Hulk wins the match goes on to to entertain us all for the whole night. And then you fast forward 40 years and those two people are on the biggest podcast put out to 12 million (laughs) people per year, 12 million listeners per episode minimum talking to America on America's talk show about how they found Jesus and that Jesus is the thing that changed their lives. Yep. 
That's wild. That is wild. It is <laughs> in a whole, you know, there's a whole process in between. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. There is. And with, with Adam Curry, I mean, you could kind of see it coming when, once Tina was in the picture, as it turns out, they were both kind of going on that, that journey together. Um, and I, I recommend if people haven't listened to the interview that Canary Cry did, people should go back and, and listen to that. Cause you hear a lot more of, of his, the background of the story than you hear if you've just heard it on Joe Rogan or, um, or even he's told even less on no agenda. So probably cause Dvorak would <laughs> put the kibosh on it. If he got too, into, yeah, too but, much I mean, depth I, there. I find Dvorak's a little more lenient with the, uh, the stories of church and <clears throat> even seems a little more defensive of his Catholicism lately. So I, I think it's going to have a good impact on the show overall of, of his laps. Cause Catholicism, uh, just yeah. of Catholicism in general, whether or not it's laughs, I don't know. You know, it's just, he just, he seems, but but anyway, the point of this. Well, no, that's his self-described. No, I know. Yeah, no, I know. Catholic. I know. I know. He somehow keeps it uh, impersonal, even though it's a, it's a, it's he. he it, I don't know. I understand uh, Dvorak in many ways. I, I don't know why, but I just do. So anyway, uh, but crazy, crazy that, that all happened. Crazy that, and and I brought it up on this last show where we discussed the Hulkster's interview where he got lost in the secret while talking to Rogan about finding Jesus. Um, that was like far from the only person to mention Jesus. And Adam Curry was also on the Rogan show who mentioned Jesus. And he was far from the only person. There are so many people who are going on to the Joe Rogan show and, you know, mentioning Jesus that uh, it's becoming, uh, it's becoming, it's coming to a, a head of some sort where he's going to have to kind of make a decision one way or the other. And who knows? People should probably pray for him. He's probably uh, close on the edge one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, the great thing about Joe Rogan at this point, right, is he doesn't really need the system anymore. Like yes. they, they've tried to cancel him over with the horse paste, and they, they've tried. Like, he's bigger than all the media that attacks him. Yeah. And so if he, if he wants to, <laughs> it's just up to him, you know, if, if he can humble himself enough to, because it, this middle-aged men do not generally convert religions. This is not something that's normally happens. Like statistically what you believe by the time you're 18 usually is what you stick with. Is and that real? That's real. Yeah. Wow. And so having especially the in some ways, the more high profile you are, um, and the more basically uh, successful you are, the tougher it is too, right? You you don't have that rock bottom. You don't hit rock bottom as easily. Um, but yeah, in, in general, it's it's pretty much it's pretty rare this, <laughs> this adult. Uh, full scale public conversion. It's not a not a common deal. And we've seen uh a lot of it in twenty twenty three and like we've been talking about for years now, the 
people are going to, you got to choose a side. Like this is, it's pretty obvious we live in a spiritual reality, not a, just a physical reality. We're not accidents bumping around here in a, you know, endless, cold, impersonal universe. Uh, It's more and more obvious to people. And if there's a God and he made things, then all of a sudden, well, maybe he communicated with us and maybe that's written down and maybe he's knowable. Uh, And those, these are the questions that people should be focused on. Uh, You know, one way or the other, if you full on dig into it and you conclude, Oh no, there's no God. Uh, Just a, just a, made up sky daddy that people tell themselves to feel better. Well, that's fine, but it's an important enough question that you should put some serious time and effort into investigating it. So. Amen. Amen. So. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I kind of joke about the Joe Rogan, the, the fake, uh, Oh, I've got what's this fenbendazole thing? What fen fenben? I don't know. I've never heard. I've never heard of this stuff at all before. But this article says it can help with cancer. Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy thing. Fenbendazole. <laughs> I don't know how you get a hold of that. Oh, it looks like you could get a hold of it. Oh, it's man. like a pet medicine, you know, like that whole thing. But uh, I think in general. I think he is uh, fairly genuine, like uh, as far as, you know, uh, trying to figure out the the truth. Um, So, yeah, pray for Joe Rogan. What a great 2024 story that'd be. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Yeah. The the truth seekers finding the real truth is... uh, my top story and definitely top positive story for 2023. All right. So my last one, uh, and so you're done with your real stories. Yep. Okay. So my last one is kind of, it's, it's a, it's a big story, but, uh, we'll also have a sub story. And so I think one of the top stories of 2023, lo and behold, don't let us forget, we had an entire bank collapse, Andrew. I know it's hard to believe. It feels like it was five years ago, but no, no, no. Just back in March, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed suddenly, sending shockwaves to the U.S. banking market and beyond. The event, the third Died large- suddenly. Yeah, died suddenly. The collapse of the bank, third largest banking failure in U.S. history, prompted concerns among both uh, customers and investors about the health of our other institutions. This piece helps to explain some of the terminology around banking crises that you may not be familiar with. So this is from directly from the uh, World Economic Forum uh, website. Beautiful, beautiful place to pick up these sort of stories. I'm going to have two sub stories below this one. Of course, it's a collapse of FTX as well as the crypto scam became uh, mainstream and it turned out to just be a... I mean, straight up money laundering operation for the Democrat Party, and then uh, the other, yeah, with Ukraine involved, with yeah, and with Ukraine involved, and then my other third sub story to the banking collapse of Silicon Valley Bank is the Cash App founder. I thought this story didn't get enough play, and it kind of makes me 
uh, curious. It kind of makes, kind of raises up my uh, spidey senses. But the Cash App founder, Bob Lee, was stabbed to death in San Francisco in a, in the San Francisco Rincon Hill neighborhood. So, uh, anyway, uh, Cash App founder stabbed to death. FTX complete collapse uh, as a money laundering scheme. And then a supposedly solvent bank collapsing overnight. But don't worry, the rest of the economy is so strong that we were all able to hold it up. So, I don't know. All three of those stories extremely suspect to me. And I feel like we didn't get the full story. Uh, and that that sort of will continue to come out as the years go on. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree with that. One hundo P. <laughs> Gosh. All right. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, Hey, did you remember a, a bank collapse this year? Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's very surreal because it's like, I mean, no one is really buying the the Biden thing of like, oh, the economy's great. What are you losers complaining about? Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, okay, stock market's at record highs. It just seems so so manufactured. Phony. Yeah. You talk to people, and that's one of the things I've been doing, as I talked about earlier in the show, talking. Rubbing shoulders, pressing the flesh, kissing the babies, talking to a lot of people. And guess what? Everybody's struggling. Yeah. Even people in the higher tax bracket that you would think be like, have no worries, are having worries because they got bigger bills. And everybody seems to be struggling in one way or another this year. And that's just, you know, I saw several kind of news stories or reels. It was like, hey, this is actually the most important or the most expensive car you can drive in 2023. You know what is a picture of? Tesla? Shopping cart. <laughs> Shopping cart. Because funny. holy moly, everything is up. Prices of everything are up. That's just it's just it's just crazy. You got shrinkflation battled with inflation. And it just people are spending more money on things they absolutely have to spend more money on. I think you talked about it. Being a, you're yeah. you're kind of a bills keep the uh uh budget going like let's let's keep track of our money and then you sat down and you look at it and it's like hey we're not even there's like no there's no uh like spending there's no like crazy like hey i'm not we're not not buying things we don't need we're buying fuel and food and you know school and we're you know we're buying things that you know and how are we still barely making ends meet and more and more people i talk to whether it's through church or life group or whatever we're doing as even at work it's the same thing everywhere. So yeah, uh, the the system. I mean, it, it's kind of like the Obamacare economy, where they figured out with Obamacare, like you will pay the amount for health insurance, uh, not that you can afford. You will pay the most possible that we think you will pay before you just say, "Forget it, I'm not paying." Hmm. You know. And it's just kind of writ large. So you'll pay that amount in taxes. Uh, record IRS income this year because they they went back. They got the, the AI working. Oh, it's AI says you owe taxes. Uh, it's not just a, a computer program that, oh, this guy, this doesn't match up. We'll just 
send him a tax bill, see what happens. Uh, so yeah, the IRS making, I think $4.9 trillion. They brought in by the IRS this year. So yeah, it's a, it's a designed implosion and you can see it happening. I don't know. I don't think there is any stopping it. Um, I don't know the right solution. Is it like, Hey, uh, go out in the countryside and, and act like everything's already collapsed. I think you, what you're doing is probably the right way to go. Like <laughs> no matter what happens, having, uh, as many people as possible that care about you and that you care about probably a good thing. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Trying to make, make money as though nothing is happening to try and build up assets of me and those around me and worry about that stuff when it comes along. Right. Worry is the, it's a, is the thief of the, of peace. Worry is the thief of, of today. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> it's good to be smart and to keep your eyes open for these things, but also it's at a certain point, you know, you, you do it, you make predictions on a podcast, you can read the tea leaves, but in the end, you still got to wake up each morning, try and figure out how to feed your family and move forward as though the Lord has got your back. Because guess what? When we started this year, both Andrew and I were at different last year, we were at different jobs than we are now. And, uh, have you starved Andrew? Any of your kids starved to death nope. over there? No. There was definitely no starving. No starving over here. And we switched jobs and did several things that didn't make any sense and are in a better position, I think, now moving forward. At least I am, and I think you are as well. So we have to keep uh, doing what we feel is right, what the, we feel the Lord is leading us to, and then rely on him to get us through it. And if there's yeah, a... Just, yeah, I think it's... Just understand, <laughs> it is all fake. We, you know... Don't count on that social security check. Yeah. There. No, I mean, there, there's, a, but, there's it, a, but at the same time, it's like, you got to keep. Yes. This, the solution is not uh nihilistic, just yes. giving up and yes. Like, Thank oh, you. I'll just yes. roll over and die. Yes. Yes. 100%. And that's 100 P good night. I hope you didn't get me to start saying that, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it's something I'm passionate about because while I can sit here and predict the end of economy or doing this or doing that, I feel like all of these, uh, you know, stories that come out, this is going to be bad. I think someone threw one, the telegram, I may have responded a little bit too aggressively to it, but, uh, it's like, there is a, di these, these stories are a dime a dozen Peter Schiff, my least favorite predictor where he predicts something's going to go wrong all the time. 2020 was going to be the end of the world. Then 2021, then 2022. Now it's 2023. Then, nope. 2024. There's always going to be some, Hey, the economy is going to collapse. Don't buy real estate. It's going to be the biggest bubble ever. It's going to collapse. They just keep saying it over and over. Meanwhile, year after year, this, none of this stuff is happening. So you still have to do your best. You still have to go out there and try and make money for your family and try to earn an, a living for your family and be able to care for your family and yourself and, uh, you know, keep your eyes open. I mean, we have a whole prepping section of the uh, telegram. Now people are, you know, talking about how they're preparing for things, which is kind of a cool idea. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was funny. Someone threw this in the chat room or through this in the prepping section of the telegram. This is off the charts. Economist claims 2024 will bring the biggest crash of our lifetimes. 2024 is going to be the biggest crash we're ever going to see in our lifetime. <clears throat> They're going to collapse everything. And it goes, this article goes on to say, let me bring it up. Do, 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 do. 
the biggest crash of our lifetime. Since 2009, this has been 100% artificial, unprecedented money printing, and def- deficits. $27 trillion over 15 years, to be exact. Economist Harry Dent told Fox Business on December 19th, This is off the charts. 100% artificial, which means we're in a dangerous state. I think 2024 is going to be the biggest crash that we'll ever see in our lifetime. We need to get back to normal. As you scroll down here, it's going to be more in the 29th to 32 level than anybody that's ever lived through it can see if i'm right it's gonna be the biggest crash of our lifetime most likely to happen in 2024 let's keep scrolling down mr dent's predictions of a market crash are nothing new in 2009 he wrote the great depression depression ahead a book that forecasted a significant market crash (coughs) so this guy predicted a market crash in 2009 and was wrong Man who predicts crash in 2009 and was wrong now predicts crash in 2024. Always, always, always. There's clicks and fear porn and reasons to get freaked out. Should you bury your head in the sand and pretend everything's okay? No. But should you bury your head in, you know, on your desk and say the world's going to end? I shouldn't even try? No. Yep. All right. Predictions. You got any predictions for donations? Us? Should we do donations before predictions? Now nah, you want to do prediction now? No, that's fine. Okay. Do the Our- donations. <clears throat> that was loud. That for oh. sure was way louder than everything else. Oh uh, no! The politicians. Every every clip you've played has been at least that loud. I've played to one me. clip. One clip. Well, and oh, then no, the, I played the, the transhumanism, transhumanism deal. Song. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry, Matty B. Revelations Radio. You don't even need to go to the spreadsheet. I don't think it's updated, Andrew, but we only have a few things. Most of them are P.O. box donations anyway, so we're good. Actually, that's not true. There are some give, send, go donations. Okay. Jeremy, your book is on its way. There you go. It was mailed yesterday. Awesome. Awesome. Throw the postage in this in the spreadsheet if you haven't. I'll try and update that tomorrow or before the before next year. I'll get it updated before next year, Andrew. All right. All right. Four days ago we had a donation from a gentleman named Danny from Medford, Oregon. He gave us twenty five dollars. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And thank That's, you. Uh, my only prediction is that we will get $25 from Danny and Medford, Oregon on our next episode. <laughs> Man, this guy's one for one. He's bat- <laughs> batting a thousand. That's crazy. Next donation, we have $20 from an anonymous donor. So thank you, anonymous donor, for $20. Next donation, we have Risky Roberts, who gave us $7, which I think is a monthly donation for a good old Risky Roberts. So thank you, Risky. And then Robin uh, donated $13, love and light. $13, love and light. I should check the PayPal. I haven't even logged into that in a while. I don't think there's anything, but let me double check. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
I am seeing nothing. Nothing since December 7th. Man, I predict that our PayPal donations will become less and less. Goodness gracious. We received a donation on the 6th, the 7th. I I might be wrong, but I think all of our PayPal donations are recurring donations. That's it. Yeah, we get one from Autumn, from Robert, Kyle, Eric. Eric is a new one, though. And then Penny. So those are all... Uh, donations so all right i got two notes here one is from our friend dave and another one is from somebody i don't think we've heard from before so these are p.o box donations oh before i go any further i must mention there was three p.o box donations including one from luke from nevada idaho who sent five dollars which is his uh, customary monthly donation so andrew would you like to hear from our friend dave first or a new friend named billy uh as my daughter used to say you pick you pick okay well uh i'll I'll go with our new friend we got billy here now this this was an interesting package because i open it up and i'm like what is in here what's going on with this box so i'm looking at it open it up Andrew, we received, I don't know how much is in here. I got to look at it. Laboratory tested 250 gram packets. Let's see, not packets, but uh, let me open this. We got a box of Fenbendazole, Andrew. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So before I go any further, we have 200, they are 250 gram, I think they're pills here. Let's take a look. Cracking this open live on the show here. So, a good oh, time no, this to... is this is powder. This is straight powder. So okay. So do you mix it in? Just mix it in with something? Yeah, it's tasteless. So I think you can put it in with stuff. Just think. put it in with a glass of water. Glass of water. I you know I like like chocolate milk or kefir or something like that. Uh, so the it came with a it came with an invoice that said what it was, which is awesome. And then it says that it costs this person $170 for this amount. Wow. And then on the bottom of the invoice was a handwritten note. And it says, I bought one. They lost it. To make up for the delivery, they reshipped two. <laughs> so, one for me, one for y'all. Merry Christmas to me. Keep up the pods. B. <coughs> Very cool. Yeah. I thought so too, but he threw in one more note, which was in the complete, like he went back. This is a real PS because the first part was written in like a blue marker. This next part PS was written on a pen. Same handwriting. I thought this was amusing. We had two call out. We had two PO, PO box donations and two call outs for Andrew here. Uh, Andrew, this is PS. Andrew, just take a job at McDonald's. They pay $17 an hour in <laughs> At $17 an hour, it's better than $0 an hour, and your life will just get better. <sighs> Thankfully, we're not. <laughs> the The problem with McDonald's is they give you one free meal a shift. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not a good solution. Not a solution? So, the, the last thing I, I want is free, you know, is an economic incentive to eat McDonald's food, so... 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But he also sent a check, and I don't remember the amount the check is for, but I know where it is. So I have to go get the check. I always do this. So he sent Vinbendazole. He sent a note, and he also sent a check. So give me a second here. Andrew, can you regale them with a personal story from this last week? Well, so what I was doing is I was going through our website. So the first episode of 2023 was Revelations Radio News 303 back on January 8th. And this episode that we are currently talking to you in will be 343. So, you know, we got 40 episodes in. For us, that's pretty good. So 40 out of 52 weeks. So not quite 52 weeks a year, Kilkenny. Uh, but 40, 40 shows a year, Kilkenny. So I think that's by our by our own low standards of the past, 40 out of 52, not too bad. So we'll see when, when Tim gets back, what he thinks of that. I don't know. You know, I think that's probably a pretty good uh, over under for 2024. Will we get more than 40 or less than 40 shows? We'll have to see. We're hoping for a little more stability. Thanks to uh, my change in work status a little less, um, but you never know what could come up. Could be lower than could be lower than forty, but uh, hopefully maybe forty one shows in twenty twenty four. Are you back? I hear you. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he also sent two uh, pennies with crosses on them. So Jesus Christ, the Lord of my life. On the penny? Uh, no, the cross says... The cross is just uh, stamped through the penny. And then it's okay. like a... like a Almost like a little business okay, card. Like, you'd well, I've seen those, those yeah, little penny business card. stamp deals. Yeah. yeah. Admit that you're a sinner. A. B. Believe Jesus died for your sin. C. Call upon the name of the Lord. He said two of those as well, which is nice. And I can't find check a minor detail like you need to have a check for these sort of things although there it is my apologies uh this is to assist with andrew's re-education on flat earth just kidding hope this helps in these tough times two hundred dollars so he sent uh almost two hundred dollars worth of finbendazol personal note a personal chiding of you and uh, $200. So I appreciate this man. I appreciate him a lot. He did three valuable things in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you much. So the, the Fembendazole thing brings up a question. Yes, sir. All right. So if we get, if I've got a household of people. Full moon today. Where the, where the root cause of health issues is some sort of parasitic infection. Right. Do you have puking in the Hoffman household? No. Okay. There's a lot of puking going around right now. So just the general sickness, the stuff we talked about last week, but the, yeah. Uh, but my, my question is, cause it would make sense to basically treat everyone in the house at the same time so that you don't just 
like keep right getting it passed back around right so how do you get uh for kids especially a special needs kid of seven years old that you know swallowing pills definitely not an option um what sort of anti-parasitic would be a safe and be like palatable for a or a way to to help her i don't even know what it would be well i'm no pro obviously i'm not a, a doctor as you know andrew i just play one on a, on a podcast but i mean this might be the answer right here i think this is the powder form of this it's probably, it's 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 tasteless. So I think, mix it in with your yogurt in the morning. Yogurt, I think yogurt's the way to go. I think I, I've put some on my yogurt and didn't really notice it. Yogurt or kefir. So if anyone out there's got a yeah a surefire t- tip or a success story, I would love to hear it. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about that. I've been thinking about doing a cleanse myself, but hadn't really thought about trying to do one for everybody in the household. Because the idea is you're just going to share it anyway. Right. Hmm. So if it, if you don't wipe it out in for the whole house, it's like the Lee Merritt thing, you know, she talked about taking stuff on a monthly basis. But if you don't all do something, then, yeah, it makes sense that it would bounce back at you. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Okay. Uh, next up, last note of the P.O. Box donations. Thank you very much, Billy, for the generous uh, donation of Fenbendazole in a check for $200. We appreciate you very much. Next up is Dave from a cool and mostly cloudy suburb of Boston in New England, where if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. I'm Dave, last name redacted. Hi, guys. I was sorry to hear about all your recent problems, and I hope the enclosed donation will make the near future a little less stressful. Thank you for all that you do. Dave. North Andover, Massachusetts. He sent a check for $450. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Absolutely helps. Dave is the best. Sends the good emails and super generous donation thank you very much and i gotta i gotta give a shout out to dave because he deserves so much more credit than he gets on the show dave is someone who has responded to my ranting about uh, time blindness and said that he 100 has time blindness and struggles with uh some of the stuff that i talk about as being a symptom of add um and he says he struggles with the same thing and he finds that other people do as well. And he's wondering if all this technology is making us worse. And I totally understand where he's coming from with that and, and kind of vibe with, with his synopsis there. But what cracks me up about Dave and what I really appreciate about him actually is he sends all of these wonderful emails that I don't even necessarily respond to. But he knows that I'm insane and have strange time blindness and forgetfulness and it's not like a personal thing. And he, at the bottom of each email, will actually write out, here's a list of all my recent emails just to make sure that I've seen them. <laughs> and, and, and he like writes what the title is, which 
it's just, it's sad that he has to do that, but it's also kind of amazing that he does because it just shows uh, a very humble heart and just a, a guy who understands kind of what what I'm dealing with with all of my my craziness and and time blindness and strange uh, ADD well, issues. Yeah, and it's yeah, I think in general, I mean that's a good way to to do it in the in the email streets because. Email is tough to keep track of, so that's yeah. But I mean, not not a lot of people take the time to to list out every single thing, every email that they've written for you to go back and look at. Yeah. So, but super helpful to get those from him. Indeed, thank you, Dave. Absolutely. All right. Revelations Radio. So, quick question on the predictions. Was it last year that I predicted nothing would happen? Do I pretty much just every year predict nothing will happen? <laughs> I don't remember, to be honest with you. P. This is David. P.S. To help detecting missing email messages, here's a list of my most recent ones. If you see one you didn't receive but want to, let me know and I will resp- resend it. On December 18th, I sent one, or December 8th, I sent one titled Cows with Guns. November 26th, I sent one called Citizen 4, November 18th, How to Sink a a Lego Ship, November 2nd, The Password Game and Other Pastimes. So he literally lists out everything. I mean, I I don't know. I just, I got a a special appreciation for somebody to do that. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember what I predicted last year. Was that nothing? Nothing would happen. I think it was a year before where I predicted nothing would happen because I said, hey, if you're really going to, you know, use traumatic mind control or trim you know traumatic yeah mind control and, and uh, brainwashing you gotta give you gotta let everybody get back to normal before you bap and you know knock them into trauma again you gotta let everything reset you can't just go trauma 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 because it's the new normal and it won't have the same impact so nothing's gonna happen that was kind of my my idea and then we had a war which i'm surprised neither of us mentioned i guess you mentioned it in the first part of your first thing which was the Ukraine war, I, I wanted to just say to everybody, if that war never happened and it was all just propaganda, I wouldn't be surprised. If that war was a super bloody war that they didn't even tell us all about, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. They, it's hard to see what's real. They, they always like to kill a world. bunch of people. That's a that's a feature, not a bug. So I'm, I think Putin used it to... Um, Putin's in a better a position of, than ever. I mean, he, the, the script was well, perfect for him. Yeah, I mean, he used it with some unruly populations. This, I mean, rulers have been doing this forever. It's like, oh, you go fight in the front lines. Oops, he got wiped out. Oh, bummer. And uh, that's same convenient. thing with the yeah, same thing with Ukraine and the you know where did the weapons go? Where did it's yeah. It, a few people did very, very well. Zelensky buying a bunch of houses and yachts. Just no, nothing to see here. I tend to agree with uh, with the Adam Curry and, and uh, John C. Dvorak, though. He's got to go. Yeah, he's got, he's got uh, too many billions. <clears throat> he's got to go. He knows where the bodies are buried. They're going to have to clean that up. Yeah, so is that a prediction? Uh, sure. Zelensky will not be president by the end of 
2024. Yeah, I think that's a good. Pre- uh, I think I'll stand behind that one. Okay. As far as predictions for the presidential selection in this oh, co- country, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, there will be a quote unquote election. No, it will. It will happen. You're kidding me. The whole they're not going to let an election happen. You will hear lots of that. Trust me, they want the election to happen. Uh, and it won't be real, and it won't help. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Need I remind so you of, in, of your own law of elections? Need I remind you? <laughs> in <laughs> the most evil person possible running will will win. So Nailed it. Yeah, it's... Uh, Man, I don't know. By that logic, it 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 doesn't matter. So it, um, everybody, a good guy will not win the presidential election in twenty twenty four. So we'll be sitting here in December twenty twenty four, hopefully, Lord willing, and I will not be excited about the upcoming presidency of whoever it is. That's a pretty safe prediction there. Fair um, you want me to throw another one out there? Sure. I mean, I'm going to go with my presidential election prediction is uh, okay, Trump's go Trump's going to win. Okay. Yeah. Trump is going to win in, I don't know if it's going to be as big of a landslide as they want, but everybody's going to get super excited and somehow or another, it's going to be a huge trap. Now, if, if they... If they select Trump, mm-hmm. they will still make it close. Okay. So because you never you never complain about uh, election cheating if you win, right? So that right. that's the way to get all that to go away, even though it hasn't gone away, even though it's still very very real. So it'll be like the governor's race in Oklahoma, or remember all the stories about like. Oh, a Democrat might win in Oklahoma. And then it's okay, well, yeah, it was a comfortable like 10 point win or whatever, but it, you know, it's it's 55 45 type deal, but in reality, it's like 90 10. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, there's cheating going on. Even if you win, doesn't mean you didn't get cheated. But, uh, yeah, so that's the election still, to quote the lady on the plane aren't real so so that the, man uh some so i've got I, I do have well before i get to happier predictions because i do have some happier predictions the poisoning and propaganda will become more intense but also more obvious mm. and this goes okay. to the hillary clinton uh Hillary Clinton theory of scandal management. You fight a scandal by putting more scandals out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them fake, then you can point to the fake one. So same sort of thing will happen, but with uh, cancers and heart attacks. So more and more poisoning, more and more obvious that the vaccines were not the greatest idea. 
uh, but it will be distracted from by more and more issues causing it. So then it's like, who, who can tell if it was the, you know, if it was the East Palestine train death cloud that got you sick or, you know, just the chlorine in the water or just, or the vaccine. And if you can't say what it was in particular, uh, tough to win a lawsuit and tough to, tough to fix it if you don't know exactly what the problem is. So, so that will go on, but it will be more and more obvious, uh, tougher and tougher to say like, Oh, totally clear sky today. So I guess there's no planes, no contrails today and, uh, artificial clouds created tomorrow. Um, you know, so the chemtrail spraying will get more obvious. More and more people will wake up to that. Um, and just the general poisoning in general, whether so, uh, vaccines still get hyped, but I think we're going to get more people going the, all vaccines are bad route as opposed to just the COVID vaccine is bad route. So glimmer of good news thrown in there. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't want to predict nothing, but I predict a much slower march towards full economic control. That was part of what I was saying with the FTX and then the Silicon Valley Bank. I think that they're still trying to work the the uh, kinks out of the machine, the money machine, so to speak, to get everybody on full lockdown control, blockchain tied to digital ID. So the march towards digital ID will continue uh, in, in, in top-down control of all... Um, Money and and, and and ways to, to, to pay. I think that the Cash App founder being stabbed was, you know, could have been a random thing, but it just didn't feel like it was. And the the collapse of crypto as being the Ponzi scheme that it was, aside from Bitcoin, obviously. And then the Silicon Valley Bank were kind of foreshadowing that even though those things were kind of swept under the rug, I think they'll, they'll rear their ugly head in 2024 in the form of new... Uh, crises that need to be managed by you know, taking away Americans' anonymity and freedom. Yeah, and if if you're betting on the big collapse, right? Which that's the has been around for a long time. Not going to happen uh, while Biden's running for re-election. Yeah, the, 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 that's the, yeah. The election year tends to be a good year for the economy, not a complete collapse year. They'll, so they'll cut <clears throat> the interest rates. They'll prop it up. They can keep it going. And at that's least the thing. another year, and then it, yeah. if your other prediction of Trump winning, then they can blow it up then and blame Trump. Yeah. So if that's the route they want to go, and yeah, I mean that's how they get to. They don't get to central bank digital currencies by uh, forcing you into it, right? Like right. now you can no longer use cash or whatever. It's like, hey, you know, we understand we had this economic crisis. And what do you know? We've got this thing ready that we've been working on for years. 
Uh, so what we're going to do is help you out. You just you got to register for it, and then we're going to give you some financial assistance just right into your account. Um, or they still might go through the banks. So, I mean, the, the banks are who runs the Federal Reserve, right? So um, there might be some select banks to get, to go through. So it'll it'll they'll get you with um, sugar first, like hey. Don't you want the extra few hundred bucks? I mean, I don't care how many, how hardcore truth you are, how many people out there turned down the money that they sent during COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's how they'll roll out the the CBDC stuff is just like, hey, you know, here's some free money. And then the... The strings will come after that. But yes, I, I think that is further out than next year as well. I think odds are less, you know, a better year economic wise uh, so that they can at least plausibly explain either why Joe Biden or whoever they want to fill in for Joe Biden wins um, or if they select Trump. Uh, then they can crash it at that point and blame him. So, um, my next prediction kind of already went over this, but uh, the AI fraud will continue to get exposed, and you'll be less worried about AI a year from now, and you'll hear less less hype about it. So, we might not be quite to the peak yet, but. Uh, in a year from now, it'll be falling apart. Um, all right, go ahead and do your next one. All right. So I also have here the migrant crisis is going to come to some sort of a head. I think that that was one of the top stories that I didn't mention in 2023 as being a real issue. But... Uh, I think it's very clearly on the minds of many Americans at this point. And I don't think that that's necessarily intentionally. It feels like we are being invaded by an outside force. Excuse me. Um, so anyway, how does this, how is this going to come to a head? I, it's going to come to a head in one of two ways, either in the presidential election, Trump says, Hey, we're going to stop all these migrants from coming in. Lord knows what, what kind of you know, diseases they're bringing in and, and what kind of uh, radical people that, that we're letting in, you know, they're destabilizing our country. It's all Hamas streaming across the border. Yeah. Or, and then gets elected, you know, on the backs of this rhetoric, whether or not he does anything about it once he gets in and, We'll see, but it'll it'll come to a head that way, or it'll come to a head with like some sort of false flag slash actual real terror attack. That hey, it turns out you know these guys all you know fl- came in through the southern border, and lo and behold, they got a you know free ticket from Delta and got to skip the TSA line while the rest of us get groped to uh, fly across the country at no charge, so that they could uh, attack you know some. I think the. The ultimate confluence of, of 2023 stories would be that that all happened. And then once they arrived there, they, uh, to their, to their destination of Cleveland, they killed a transgender person in the streets or something like that. So it's just like a perfect mix of all of the stories that shows all the things that are wrong. But anyway, 
so yeah, some sort of false flag or actual terror attack perpetrated by the migrants or Trump getting elected on the backs of everybody saying that they're done with it and it needs to be stopped because it continues. It's like a game now. People are getting political points. By trading in the souls of men, we have you know, Greg Abbott saying, I'll ship them wherever I want. I'm sick of them in Texas. And then now you got Chicago passing laws where if you bring a busload of migrants, you have to let them know ahead of time. Uh, and then you, or else you could be charged with a misdemeanor for bringing them in. I mean, it's just, it's just wild. And it doesn't seem to have any backstop or stopping point on the horizon. So it's going to end poorly in either, like I said, a disaster or kind of coming to a political head where everybody loses their collective minds and they do something to clean it up or actually not even do something to clean it up. Start enforcing the laws that are already on the books. Yep. <coughs> I like that. Coffin. Yep. Coffin and sniffing. You getting sick over there? Sorry. Sorry. I don't want, I'm sorry. My apologies. I, I don't, I don't want that for anybody. I'm not sick. I just got this dry throat. And when I start talking, it just, yeah, it's hard to. All right. So the. Yeah. Also, people continue to get sick like crazy. That's a prediction that I think is yeah, that's 100%. Good. Ac- it goes gonna, with the poisoning. But yeah. 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 I, I don't think that that is a hard prediction at all. People continue to get sick for Lord knows what reason. Yep. The uh, damage to our immune systems probably doesn't help either yeah all right so the i'm on to the good news the good good predictions okay i'm excited let's do it i think the alien psyop will continue to fail and i didn't you know we didn't bring a lot of clips for this show so i didn't bring the clip tucker carlson who that's one of my main criticisms is him hyping the alien junk Mm mm-hmm He's like, yeah, I think they're spiritual beings. I think it's like a like demons. It's <laughs> like, what? Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you. It, it'd be nice if you mentioned that on your actual show. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so I think that'll continue to get exposed. Uh, and he also said, if our government has in fact made a deal with these spiritual entities, that's a really dark thing. Yeah, I would. I would concur with that. So the there might be more of the alien side, but they I mean they went in front of Congress and are like, hey, hey guys, uh, I'm a whistleblower, totally not sent here by the Pentagon. And guess what? Aliens are real. And it was kind of crickets, right? Or like jokes on Twitter. So the idea that everyone's gonna freak out because the government admits aliens are real, I think is could have been true at one time, uh, but is not is no longer true. And I, I think the next step is, uh, you know, what people in our tiny little corner of the internet have been saying for a long time. Yeah, the aliens aren't from outer space. They're spiritual entities, and they're real, but they're also lying to you. So that's. That's that the the continued failure of the alien psyop. I'll go with that. Okay, okay. Good news from me is I will continue to make social 
uh, gatherings and try to get people together and meet more people and live a more fulfilled life. That's my prediction for 2024. That's good news. And anybody out there who wants to can do so as well. All right. My last one along those same lines. I think there will be exponential growth in anti-vaxxers, mm-hmm. alternative health stuff, uh, like the carnivore diet, kind of just the the positive whiplash, you know, reaction to what they're to the eat the bugs, eat the fake meat stuff, right? So all the good opposite of that, um, eating real food, cattle ranching, um, also uh, podcasting 2.0. It's the future, uh, future for music as well. Um, just out there, definitely not within uh, range of any radio station playing Taylor Swift. Uh, But there is actually good music, which tough economic times tends to generate good art. So um, (laughs) this is going to be, there's going to be a bit of a renaissance of, um, yeah, like good music, good art stuff. Like people are like, they're going to get tired of the AI junk. And might see some, uh, some, the real talent shine through and hopefully get more of a platform uh, through means that weren't previously available, right? Like you don't have to go through a big record record label anymore. That will be less and less necessary. Kind of like self-publishing books. So it's my, uh, Oh, and uh, big year for biblical cosmology. There we go. That's the, so exponential growth in all the all the stuff we talk about here. If I read that note correctly, we have a hundred dollars coming your way, saying that you know wants you to re-examine your position on flat Earth. Well, you know you could. I would. I would love to. Uh, uh, to know where the hundred dollars is supposed to be set. Uh, spent. Certainly. Is there a good source where they've gone through actual evidence, or am I just going to see like, uh, <laughs> like here's an image of the of the spinning globe that I've been shown millions of times since I was a child, and therefore think it's true. My brain tells me it's true. Your brain tells you it's true. Yeah. 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 Here's a prediction, Andrew. I will eat more Qdoba this year than I have in any year previous to this year. <laughs> well, because it's so close or what? Come on, Andrew. You should be able to get that joke. It's right on my right on my window out here. Oh, I I know. That's what it Yeah, it's just it's way too close. Way too close. Yes, yes, because it's so close. Um Oh, so we did 40 shows in 2023. Okay. Do you predict more or fewer in 2024? Hmm. I predict, man, I'm like the 
king of no- of nothing. I predict nothing will happen. I predict we'll do the same amount of shows. 52, 52 shows a year, Kilkenny. 52 shows <laughs> slash 40 shows a year, Kilkenny. I'm going to go... I'm going to say we're going to get to 41. <laughs> you having a different job is going to be pretty huge. And if we could do it where we're not interrupting our sleep, I think would also be pretty huge. So, so I'm excited like, on both on both counts. I like the over. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm excited on both counts. I think I, uh, I destroyed our chance. I apologize to you profusely, Andrew. I, I destroyed our chance for uh, significant donations in December as we've usually had in the past because I didn't do a show for three weeks there. So right in kind of the height of donating season. No worries. Uh, you know, I think sometimes people have waited whole years for revelations radio news episode. <laughs> so it's, if they, they should be able to have hung with us for the last few weeks and, We'll, like I said, just the last show of the year, people, not the last show. So That's right. That's right. Emphasis on the wrong syllable. I think another prediction, I will meet a listener to Revelations Radio News that I have not met in the past. I'll put that out there. Maybe we'll even have a meetup. So are we going to do an actual meetup? Yeah, because I, I no longer have to work Saturdays. So it's like a, you know, a possibility. Possibility for you to be able to do something on the weekend. Whatever will you do with yourself? So, well, I have another prediction, Andrew. We're still going to be friends and still going to get together and rant and rave about the uh, state of the state of things and uh, confide in each other the the strange things and happenstances and amazing happenstances that are going on in our own lives with our own families for another year. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it, Tim. And for that, I am grateful. I look forward to it too, man. Wouldn't wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And uh, I think while the world may be headed in a not as awesome trajectory, I think many of our listeners, and I think your life is headed in a, and especially your career is headed in a good direction. I think mine is too, so... You know, the Lord hasn't let our family starve. So if he sees fit for us to thrive in these strange and terrible times, then he will, he has the power to do so. And I'm excited for future because I got kids and I want to uh, do the best I can for them. Be a good example of the Lord and uh, someone who lives for the Lord to them by coaching coaching their basketball and going to all their little things, spending time with them as much as possible. So, uh, yeah, I don't know long and rambly, but I'm excited for you and me and our families in 2024. And I wouldn't be doing this podcast with anybody else, especially not for 12 years. Yeah. Who, who would have thought we'd make it to 2024? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, our, uh, Revelation Radio News has been going longer than I've been married. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. You got what, what year did you get? That's same for me, man. What year did you get married? I got married in 2013. You think you got married in like 2012, right? Oh, I Uh-oh. should know. Oh, uh, no. 2010. Oh. 2010. Okay. 
So, so we started in 2011, man. So oh, you're, okay. you're safe. You outlived us. So I think uh, that's right. Cause I was, yeah, that's true because I was in Yakima, Washington when you called and said, do you want to do a podcast? And Lord knows. Podcast? And well, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. And you're like, I'll, I'll handle all that. There will never be technical difficulties with our show. I didn't ever say this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't listen to him. What I said to him was he won't have to do it. I did not so, say there will never be technical difficulties with the show. That's baloney. So this was... What you didn't say either was with all of my writing prowess and book writing authorship. There will never be another book. I will yet. never write anything on the website whatsoever. So you'll have to write it all, Tim. Late at night when you want to go to bed and you have to edit the show and put it up. So anyway. It's true. I did not say that either. So, All right, man. Well, still, still chugging along. Still, you know, maybe in 2024, we'll figure this thing out. So we'll see. You never know. Uh, narrator. They did not. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy new year, buddy. Yeah. Happy new year to you. And, um, huge appreciation both. I mean, not just for the financial contributions, but everyone that we hear from, it's very encouraging. And the, the reason besides wanting to talk to each other that we're still doing the show is, uh, because of the encouragement of, of hearing from you and the different ways that you contribute to what we do. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. If Andrew and I live close enough now, we can actually just get together and, rant and rave for a couple hours about what's going on in the world over a over a, a pint not not alcoholic beer for me but a, a, over a drink or somewhere if we wanted to or in front of a football screen tv screen also known as a football screen <laughs> but uh no we tend to we tend to do it here because of you guys so thank you so much for listening happy new year to you all god bless you and we'll see you next year We'll see you next year, 2024. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say